and welcome back to Tara and a bunch of Slytherins. Help! <laughs> welcome to our first special episode of season seven. This is fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we're in season seven, for sure. Yeah. But also, we have two guests that we haven't seen in quite a while. We have our first guest that we've ever had, which is Natalie. Hello! <laughs> Discovered was she was a Slytherin on the show. That's oh, right. Yes, I took yes. the quiz. Yeah. And then we have a lifelong Slytherin that you may remember from our first movie episode, Peggy. Yay! Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct thing. Especially yes. because that is perfectly apropos. We're doing... Our third movie episode. So today we are discussing movies movie five, five and six. six. Emily, tell everyone how many of the movies you've seen now. <laughs> okay, so I've seen three of the movies now. <laughs> I saw one and two, and then I fast forwarded through time to 2007 when they came out. I think it was 2007 with five, and then six came out in 2009. And how much of the sixth movie did you get to watch? I got like through the first 45 minutes. Okay. I think where I left off was Malfoy. Uh, I think that's probably good. Malfoy. Uh, <laughs> he, he has a lot of screen time in that movie. He yeah. does. Yeah. He does. Mm-hmm. And, and I, well, it was funny because mm-hmm. I watched the fifth movie with Steve, and I asked Steve. Because he's not in the fifth movie a ton. You yeah. see enough to know that it's the original Malfoy from the original movie, you know? like Again, Natalie did not see the third yeah, movie. Yeah, I think they, they basically were like 10 and now they're 45. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're, like, they're like, I don't know, 16, 17 in this, in this thing. So, I, yes, it was a fast forward through time. So you saw Malfoy in the fifth one, but he's got very, very minimal part. Which is both good or bad. And, but I will like say, him. I was very I like happy him. when I started the sixth one, because my favorite thing about Malfoy, even though he's not a likable character, is the fact of how he says Potter. Get out yeah. of the way, Potter. Potter. And he, do- he Potter. does it. Yeah, Potter. He's and he does like, it. like he's going to suck like yeah, he is a, Yeah, he yeah. is he is a English-trained actor. He does that within like the first 30 minutes of yeah. the sixth movie. So I got that, you know, it's like, oh, thank God. like, oh, yeah, I don't know what he looks like in the third or fourth movie. No. But I know how he says Potter. Yeah, so I'm like, where is, it, where is that motherfucker? There he is. And, but, so I, uh, I, I, and then I did watch enough to see Snape yeah. take the oath. Oh, with yeah, the Unbreakable Oath. The Unbreakable Oath, yeah, with Malfoy's mother mm-hmm. and Helen Bottom McCarter, whatever the fuck she <laughs> oh, is. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, that's right, because you didn't get to meet Bellatrix. Oh, and right. Yeah, I didn't. Before, oh. Well, she, her first movie is the fourth, fifth movie. movie yeah. So you did get to meet her in the yeah, movie. And, yeah. yeah, in movie five, she breaks out yeah. of, of what, what's Ask the... Him. Thank you. I wanted to call it Alcatraz, and I knew that wasn't <laughs> right. So, yeah. She's terrible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I so hate fun. her. I hate her. Scenes. The actress or the care that Oh character? no, I love I love right? the actress. Okay. The I think well, she's playing Mrs. Lovett. I'll tell you that I don't like her. I didn't like her and her I, and her and Johnny Depp. I, I didn't know what was going on I there. Didn't, I didn't hate them. I just hated what they did to, to the movie. That's all I'm gonna say. Because we're I talking about Harry Potter, Potter. Yeah. but I I hated what they did to Sweeney Todd the movie. Oh no, the whole. I hate the character, but I love the actor thing. I think it's going to be a theme. Especially in movie five. Especially in movie five. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. 
Before we jump into it, let's acknowledge our patrons, and you too can be on this list if you just go to patreon.com slash basic snitches. You can join for $5 a month, and you'll get exclusive content every single week and be acknowledged in all of our episodes. Our patrons include Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Marybeth, Megan, Olivia, Nisi, and Nicole. And this week's exclusive is a screen rant, and perhaps the best screen rant that we have discussed thus far. All right, well, yeah. let's do what we always do, and we're going to start with a recap of the fifth movie. Okay. If you want to collaborate on this, feel free. I know you're not going to do great on the sixth movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. You want to go first, however you want to do it. Between the two of you, tell us what happens in the fifth movie. Yes. It's funny because the sixth movie is actually, I think, my least favorite. That's so funny. That's of kind of what movies. Steve said when I was watching it with Oh, yeah. yeah. We will talk to you about things that we hate in the sixth I movie. I always yeah. just find myself going, can we just get to the Deathly Hallows, please? Can we okay. just get to the Deathly so, Hallows? So the fifth movie. All right. <laughs> the Ministry sucks. Yeah, they they blow. They're like the Republicans in movie form. And they charge Potter, Potter, excuse me, um, <laughs> with using a magic spell in front of a muggle because they are attacked by, is it Dementors? Is that yes. what they're called? Yes. Those are scary looking motherfuckers, <laughs> my and friend. you didn't meet them in the third movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the them. fuck is this? We used to like to call them sheets with a hole. That's what they are. So, but the Dementor... One of them sucks the soul of Dudley, which I felt bad for the Dementor. Did, I mean, like, <laughs> that, that's like the little, that whole family is just a bunch of fucks, and they're supposed to be, you know. So then they come and they expel him from Hogwarts, and char- the Ministry charges him. They fast forward to a hearing for him. Dumbledore shows up, and they find him not guilty, but there's clearly a divide between the... Dumbledore fans and the ministry followers. And then before we know it, there's a pink lady with wall cats. <laughs> wall cats! <laughs> <laughs> Steve paused it and he was like, are you paying attention? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. And then I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? There's all these adorable kittens on plates on a wall. <laughs> and she's slowly like bringing down Hogwarts from the inside. She puts a lot of sugar in her tea. As well. It's oh, pink sugar right. too. It's pink sugar. Oh. First of all, I think she is a masterful evil character because you hate her instantly and you hate her more and more and more. I also loved, I know this isn't the character's name, but I watched Game of Thrones first, that Walter Frey is her bitch. Because <laughs> it's not Walter Frey, but what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, his okay, name? See, this is Filch. the opposite of what we said. Yes, yes. Filch. 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 And he's always nailing stuff to the wall. <laughs> oh yes, the yeah, gag is them hanging. There's the always shit these things. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spent a good like the third first of the movie going to Steve. Where is Hagrid? <laughs> he's the one guy I know and like. Where is he? Oh yes, because oh. he's on. Like, he's not in the movie very much. Yeah, yeah, he's not in the movie very much. And then he shows up with a giant because that's a normal day. Yeah. 
Well, who is the giant? Let's, yeah. let's ask I him. don't. I don't know what the giant's name was. It's like his half brother. Yes, that I remember, but I can't. What's his name? The Grops. The Grops. His name is Grop, but we call him the Grops. The Grops. Okay. Yeah. One time we had a straight man on this podcast, and he said the Grops, and we're like, okay, we're keeping. Umbridge or the pink cream puff or cats on a wall, whatever the fuck. She, her outfits are just fantastic. I mean, honestly, if I had more time, I would have dressed like her and shown up for this. Like, I'm thinking about going as her for Halloween. No joke. She is a masterful character. Um, If we want to have a Halloween party and we get Harry Potter. I need to be Umbridge, but other than that, I'm open to anything. So, as I said, Umbridge is trying to bring down Hogwarts from the inside. And so she begins to try to get rid of some of the teachers at Hogwarts. She tries to get rid of Emma Thompson, which you know that pissed me off. So that you didn't see a... her either no. in the third movie. I don't even care, though. That's Emma fucking Thompson. <laughs> get the fuck away. So that's Professor Trelawney. She's the divination teacher, which, of course, I love. Well, and the thing is, though, is she comes off like adult because she they, she asked her to do something and she can't do it because she seems like to be just a nervous person. But she's getting ready to give her the heave ho, and Dumbledore comes out and he says, "Look, you can fire her from a teaching position, but you can't kick her off the grounds." And so he keeps her at the thing, and then then he says, "I'm still in charge," and she says, "For now," which come on, we all knew where that was going. You didn't have to foreshadow that bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> And she begins to dumb down the teaching of magic. They're learning theory. They're not actually practicing spells any longer or learning spells any longer. And so Harry takes it upon himself, after some direction and coaxing from Hermione and Ron, to train the other students of his class. And they go into a moving room that is like, it just shows up whenever you need it for some reason. Magic! And so he begins to teach them spells, and then he ends up kissing a girl that I guess he liked in the earlier movies <laughs> that I didn't yeah. see, basically tattling on all of them. Not intentionally, we find out later she was like drugged with something that made her tell them, yeah. you know, potion or whatever. But she basically tattles on them, and then Pink Creek Puff and Malfoy and all these assholes show up. Where the fuck were you during season five? Because we were like, <laughs> what are we calling this hoe? Like, we went through so many Love things. Pink Cream Puff. I kind of like Pink Cream Puff, too. She, oh, and then also, I just have to back up a second and just say that, like, the whole thing of her punishing... Harry, and that it, it ends up writing on his, like, actually he's, like, engraved, I will not tell lies on his hand, was just a bit cruel for me. I just, I want to go there. Like, like I was yeah. like, he's a child, you jackass! Anyway, <laughs> Voldemort seems to be somehow working inside of Harry. Harry begins to see people who are, like, getting beat up or dying. Like, he sees, I'll just call him Father Weasley, because I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Father Weasley. Father Father Weasley. Weasley. Yes. Yes, he finished his sermon and then he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, Cause and effect, I guess. Yeah. And, and Father Weasley, so he sees him get beat up. He thinks something's happening to Sirius. And they go to war, as they normally do in all these movies. Dumbledore gets kicked off and Umbridge becomes the, the headmaster of Hogwarts. Dumbledore is going to be sent to Azkaban, but he, you know, poof, because he's a fucking wizard, he's and like, he's gone. He's I like, have no intention of going, something like this. One of my favorite things. Sir- 
Gary Oldman. I don't even care about series. It's Gary Oldman. I mean, dies. if you had seen the third and fourth movie, well, the third movie, you would be like, oh. My understanding from my brief conversation with Steve is that Gary Oldman, is in, his character, is initially presented as a bad guy, but turns out not to be a bad guy. Yes. Okay, so he's a good guy by the time I meet him. But regardless, it's Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman, he just goes through like a mirror and is like, peace out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Gary Oldman's mirror. Yeah, and I said, and I go to Steve, I go, what just happened? He goes, oh, he's dead. And I was like, well, that was anticlimactic. And then Harry starts screaming because that's his last family member and now he's dead now because I guess Sirius is his godfather. And then they're fighting off Voldemort and there's a bunch of spars. (laughs) And it's Dumbledore and Voldemort and then... I don't know. <laughs> this is where Peggy comes in. I, I don't think there's anything left. Well done. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree. But yeah. they end up winning, but Voldemort is still out there. Like, they win, like, a temporary battle with Voldemort. Oh, and a, a slight sidebar. Once they kind of figure out that Voldemort is trying to work through Harry, I think, doesn't Dumbledore say something like, it's not about how you're alike, it's about how you're different or whatever. But when they figure out that Voldemort is trying to work through Harry that Snape actually is working with Harry to try to get him to like control himself or overcome whatever Voldemort's doing to him. And then it kind of reveals that Harry's father was a shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I think that from somebody who does not know Harry Potter, you kind of explained it well in like okay. muggle terms. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I am an extreme muggle. No, I'm going to go out to dinner. I don't think you're going to need me. No, no, no. We've got to, now we have to analyze, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of little things. Oh, well, oh, right. and then there is an Order of the Phoenix. The order, of, the oh, literal title true. of the movie. That is very true. What is the Order of the Phoenix? the group that has formed they were kind of the original Dumbledore's army okay now and the order of the phoenix is made up of Sirius was Sirius obviously before he dies Professor Weasleys Professor Lupin who you didn't meet before the Weasleys (laughs) the Weasleys those people are in everything the little Fez guy Oh, uh, oh Kingsley. Kingsley. The one that's like, Dumbledore's got style. That yes. guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love him. That we guy. Him. Also, don't forget. Matt yeah. One-Eyed McGee. Yeah. yeah. One-Eyed <laughs> McGee. <laughs> Lovely. We, we do have a lot of nicknames for him. How do you know him? You didn't see the fourth movie. No, no, no. But he shows up in the fifth movie. Oh, and that's I said, right. He does. Who yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. And he gave me a name that I never was going to remember. So for the purposes of recapping this, he's one-eyed McGee. <laughs> and you got to meet Osha, a.k.a. Tonks, also from Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, oh, I yes. Mean, like, what does yes. Tonks have to do with Osha? Yeah, Tonks is married to Lupin. Well, that's not, not until yeah. later, but right. he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, that, that I did not pick up Spoiler on. Spoiler alert, Peggy. Sorry. Oh, okay. big deal. <laughs> she knows what happens, though. I am committed to Natalie's Harry Potter journey <laughs> of watching the movies out of order. Yeah, I think next you have to watch... Well, I gotta finish the sixth eight. one. I gotta finish okay, the sixth finish one. Finish six, then go to eight. No, then don't. Then go to three. We'll go back to Then three, go to seven. Then Jesus. go to four. And oh, then God, just cry a lot. I'll be end so on four. That's terrible. One, crying a lot. Well, Two, would you rather her fourth end movie. Oh, you know, the eighth movie, you bitch. Yeah, um, all of them. I mean, people Well, but the sixth one has a pretty sad event in it. I mean, again, I didn't finish the sixth one, but my cliff notes of Harry Potter. We'll get there. So on Adam's list, on the agenda, what did you like? I just thought it moved very well and there was a lot of action in it. It kept me engaged. And because I had seen a couple of the movies 
uh, there were people who came back that I was th- like, you saw Maggie Smith, and I was like, oh look, it's it's Maggie Smith. Of course, my God. Right. Yes, but again, for me, it's Maggie Smith. What about you, Peggy? I know you've seen the movies more, but still, I like that the character of Luna is introduced in the fifth movie. Loved her. Just so strange. I like. I don't know exactly what they're called, but they're kind of like the skeleton horses that only that only Harry and Luna can see. Yeah. 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 And yeah, because you can only see them if you've actively seen death or something like that. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that what she tells you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought that those were cool. When we did the wrap up for book five we talked about how like yes cream puff is introduced but we do get luna and we also get tonks which is another amazing character mm-hmm. what else anything is there anything else? else you guys really liked i guess the feel to the movie i liked mm-hmm. like i think yeah. as a movie it's very good as someone who saw the first two which for me the first two were more fun than they were dark this one still had a very nice balance to me. Of oh. There was some darkness, for sure, yeah. but there was also still that kind of childlike wonder that I remember from like the first two movies. I don't know if yeah, I... Yeah, there are still some lighthearted moments. There are. I mean, and, and again, this, I think that's why I like Umbridge so much. She clearly is a very evil character. I mean, she's somebody you love to hate, but she's not like this really dark evil. She's just like... She's you almost like, like, you like I had her as a fourth yeah. grade teacher, like that kind of thing. Well, like, yes, you know? I personally and like Peggy had said this before we started recording that I really like is that three and four is where you dip the toes in. Yeah, I feel like even at the end of four, that's where it's like okay. Telling her as much about that because that <laughs> one, yeah, I really like the fifth movie. What about anything that you dislike? Obviously, you know, losing Sirius Black is. Mm for me like the ultimate thing that I hate about the movie so yeah yeah. Sirius dying was shitty especially for me because again he was just introduced to me I had not seen him and yeah in the previous it's not even so much like because I do love Gary Oldman and I you know I love the character but it's also just the fact that Harry has to lose something so dear to him that like he had kind of just gained you know and that had to be taken away from him and i will say i've always felt like you said through most of movie three we know sirius as a villain and then we're like oh he's great we love sirius it changes very drastically he's not really that present in book four and then we get more of him here and then he's gone i feel like we never yeah, get enough serious it's not really him. like a fully fleshed out. At least not. Maybe it is in the books, but at least not in the movies. It's not really a, like a fully fleshed out character. It's fleshed out better in the books. I I will say that we struggle sometimes to accept Sirius to be as close to Harry as he is built up to be because the character is not super well fleshed out in the books, but definitely better than the movies. Yeah. But obviously, like Gary Oldman does a great job. Yeah. But it's just, it's hard, too, to see Harry lose something so important to him that he literally kind of just acquired. Technically, he loses someone close to him like, every book. But I think that's Poor the Harry. Key, is that, like, he just got this new family, and now all of a sudden... Yeah. Tara, I know that we've already talked about these, but what's your least and favorite thing about the movie? Well, one of my least favorite is the missing scene from St. Bungo's. Yes, which we will talk about. Oh, we'll talk okay. About. Interesting. I still think that the movie overall, out of every movie in the series, 
I think that it is the best movie as a movie. Okay. Honestly. Yeah, I think the pacing is incredible. One of you said that, that, like, the way it moved. It moved really, really well. I never yeah. felt bored. I never felt like, oh, my... And, and I think it's, like, two and a half hours or something. And I, there was never mm-hmm. a point where I was like, oh, my God, how much is left? Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. never felt like that during this movie. Which, there's always something is happening. Like, obviously, we'll get into it, but I do feel that sometimes with the sixth movie. Sixth movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that. We get to learn a lot of... Great things, room of requirement, you know, all those great new characters. This is something I dislike, but it is what it is because it's in the book too. I fucking hate Umbridge. Like, I get that she's like a brilliant villain of She is. She is. Man, so great. Knock her face into like the pavement. That's why she's a good villain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. And like Amelda Staunton, obviously, is just yeah, incredible. she's fantastic. We always like to talk about that clip that it's not even like a deleted scene; it's like a blooper of her and Maggie Smith, and they're kind of like disloyalty, and then they're laughing, and you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like it's, the, the scene where they're like on the stairs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a. Oh, it's so great. The, yeah, because the, you can tell they're friends off stage. Yeah. And uh, so Maggie Smith is like, oh, disloyalty. And then she kind of laughs at herself. And um, then Umbridge is like, yes, disloyalty. And then she sings. It's <laughs> it's wonderful. They're like, fucking brilliant. I love them. Now we have some questions. Okay. All right. First question. Okay. Was there anything that was unclear that we can fill in for you? But you're like, what the fuck was that? Either huh. because it didn't translate well from the last movies, or because you're like, who the fuck is that, and it's not explained well. Anything. Or because you missed two movies. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. You know, obviously I don't understand the backstory of Sirius, because I only saw him in movie five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand some of the professors. So there are two Defense Against the Dark Arts professors that were in this movie, that oh, were in yes. the third and fourth movies that you missed. Okay. So... In the third movie, it was Lupin. Okay. So, um, David Thewlis, uh-huh. who's Sirius Black's best friend. Okay. Um, he is, and you got that he was a werewolf? Yes, only because Steve told me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not at all talked about in the fifth movie. No, you never see him transform or anything. No. Now, he's in the third movie. movie. Doing yeah. the third movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what's interesting is Sirius transforms into, like, a black dog, I guess. Yeah, so he's an And Animagus. you do see that in the fifth movie. So you also, Animagus is in the third movie, too, so we have to explain that to you. Okay. But, um, so it's Lupin the was their... An he was their Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in that third year. The best Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher they had. So Steve and I were talking about this last night. Is the Defense of the Dark Arts person only ever teaching that class for one year? Like, that's what he said. You never yep. see the yeah. same person. So that particular post is cursed. It's cursed. By Dumb... Not by Dumbledore. Wow. Yeah. By Dumbledore. Wow. Like, I'm going to fuck myself over. Voldemort um, cursed it, which is never explained in the movies. But, but yeah, it is Voldemort. sort of something that comes up in the sixth book. So the third year, it's Lupin. And then the fourth movie, it's... What'd you call him? Googly-eyed Greg? One-eyed McGee. Right. <laughs> Googly-eyed Greg. Jesus. That's, so, that's better than one-eyed McGee. So here's the best part is that Googly-eyed Greg yeah. is actually David Tennant in disguise. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No, what? Yeah. In the fourth, in the fourth one. In the fourth oh. one. I mean, that's a huge spoiler. But right. The movie but spoils it. The movie spoils it in the so. first fucking minute. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Um, so 
So, but, in the but he's movie, not playing googly-eyed McGee in this one. No, so no. it's it's still Brendan Gleeson. They are Harry's former professors. Okay. So and that they're is, Order yeah. of the Phoenix. And they're they're both part of Order of the Phoenix. Okay. So the other professor that you had mentioned was Trelawney, who is the who's Emma Thompson. Okay. Emma Thompson is the divination professor. So divination is tarot cards, crystal balls, tea leaf reading. You're right up your alley yes, person. All yeah. of my stuff. And she's a seer, and she does play an important role in this movie because of what happens at the end of the movie. Like, where they go to... The Hall of Prophecy? Yes, at the Ministry of Magic. Right. So, basically, you had said that through, you know, Voldemort speaking through his head that, okay, there's this, in the Hall of Prophecy, this specific place where Sirius is. So it lures all the kids there. The prophecy was made by Trelawney that one cannot live while the other dies. So basically, right? I, I remember yeah, so that. She, she is the one who gave that prophecy to Dumbledore. She is the one that made that, made that prophecy. And she is kooky. Like obviously, she's, she's a very eccentric. Like people think that she's a fraud, but there's a lot of evidence that she's real. Like what Umbridge asks her is, "Can you predict something?" And that's when Trelawney's like, "I'm gonna whoop your ass in ten minutes. Take your earrings out, bitch." <laughs> Exactly. That's don't you remember that part? Yes. And Umbridge fires her. <laughs> right. But no, she does say I see grave danger or whatever and Umbridge do find herself in danger. Right, Umbridge gets carried off by uh Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Is. Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Sagittarius. Um, yeah, thank you. I was not going to Sagittarius. I, was, I, mean, I mean that's what they are. That, that's what they're called. Oh I I get that. They're Sagittariuses. We don't use the word centaur in this house. <laughs> you can call As a Sagittarius. I know, I am, I am, yeah. Totally annoyed. So they're running through this hall of prophecies, right? Uh-huh. And they've got the one prophecy. Harry's got it in his hand, and they're running. And they're destroying yep. all of these thousands of prophecies. Somebody worked on those prophecies, <laughs> you sons of a bitch. Like, now all their work is destroyed. Who's gonna, who's gonna catalog that shit okay. Also, Natalie in the first fucking movie. Who's gonna clean this yeah. up? Like, it just annoyed me how, like, destructive they were. The Hall of Prophecy, those are prophecies. Yeah. But they are the record of the prophecies. So, the person who received the prophecy still has it. It still okay. exists. And also, like, fucking magic. I hope they can fucking make that happen again. But... Repero. Repero. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's the real spell. Repero is yeah. a real spell? I wish I could do that spell. That's how she fixes his glasses? Yes. Yeah. So technically, she didn't even need to say Oculus. She could just say Repero. Yeah. Well, she was Hermione's, and she was being very thorough. That is And true. it was her first time doing a real spell on another person. Yeah, that's true. She wanted to make sure that she didn't... Flashback to the first movie. <laughs> ...cure all of his trauma. I gotta fix only the glasses. Right? Right, yeah. Don't make the guy better. Yeah. So, I remember the first two movies, Harry has this scar, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a very faint scar. At one point during the fifth movie, I don't know what happens, his hair gets brushed aside, and it's like this huge fucking red thing now, and I'm like... (laughs) I think we blame the makeup artist. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, that's not right. Like, I was like, Steve. It's... It, it does not grow as far as I know. Yeah, I was like, Steve, <laughs> like, it's not supposed to look like that. And Steve was like, I don't know. that day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like whoever they normally did like, the scar was off. Guy. Yeah. And they were like, that's fine, we'll just go with it. But like, at some point, Pata went like this. And it was like, <sighs> that's a little pronounced. Like, it looked like he got bit by something. <laughs> <laughs> well... 
there are a lot of other things that are obviously missing from this movie. Yeah, I guess my other question would be, as book of people who have read the books, how far off is this of what the book is? We kind of touched on it. I think this does a fairly good job. One of the biggest things, of course, that Tara had mentioned that is removed is St. Mungo's. <clears throat> so when Arthur is attacked, because that's a real attack that he sees, they kind of cut to Christmas and they're like, Dad's back from Christmas. Right, right, yeah. They, yeah. they all get scarves, yeah, yeah. Yes, as, as always. They go to St. Mungo's, and it is a fucking travesty that they cut this out, because it's one of the coolest parts in the book. Is that a hospital? Yes. yes. St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. And oh, and yeah. Yeah. And so we get to see a little more detail about how, because Arthur was bit by Voldemort's snake, and the wound is not healing properly because of it being dark magic. Okay. We get to see a really great thing in the book where medical people are called healers. Okay. And there's a young healer who's like, we should try stitches. He tries to do, like, muggle stuff on him, and it does not work. Well, of course it doesn't. Um, There's a great, like, moment between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley where Mrs. Weasley's like, I'm sorry, you tried to sew his skin up? The fuck is this? It is great. Um, But also, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Ginny, and maybe the twins... Maybe maybe the twins twins are, there. are you guessing who they run into? <laughs> yes. I want it's to someone here. that you guys know. Okay. Yes. And both of you do know this person. Okay. <laughs> and we like this person. Okay. Oh, wait, we do? Wait, which person are we thinking of? Oh, the important one. Fuck that guy. <laughs> who does Tara love? Dumbledore. Me. Yeah. In the book. In I should be in a book. Dumbledore Trust me. I would, I would read a book about you. Yeah. Okay, it's somebody we all know. I'm sorry. Do we name him? We know him. He's Is it the first one? It's not Hagrid. It's not Hagrid. I do love me Hagrid. And it's not Dumbledore. Is it Snape? No. Who is there in love? She's Neville Longbottom. Oh, he he looks so different in the fifth movie. Yeah, he's he's glowing up. Yeah. Yeah. He still has a great look. So, in the scene where he makes out with Cho, well, no, it's, it's all throughout the thing. At some point, Sirius gives him that picture of the Order of the Phoenix. And his parents are in there, but also Neville's parents are in there. And Bellatrix, of course, is in this movie. And she had killed his She parents. has tortured his parents into insanity. Yes. Using the Cruciatus Curse, which you learn about in the fourth movie. Okay. So when Sybil Trelawney does the, gives Dumbledore the prophecy, prophecy, she says that the person who could vanquish the Dark Lord will be born as the seventh month dies. There are two order families the Longbottoms and the Potters, who are about to have children. Oh. And so what happened, and then the rest of the prophecy, Trelawney says, you know, Voldemort will mark him as his equal. So Voldemort clearly was feeling more threatened by the Potters, or it comes out later, so, like, Harry is technically a half-blood because his mother is muggle-born and his father is pure-blood. Right. Neville is pure-blood. So Voldemort is actually a half-blood. So perhaps he recognize that whatever it was he chose harry neville could have been the chosen one he could have been the one that he, but, it, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. him it was possible right. after voldemort disappeared some of his followers including bellatrix lestrange went to the Longbottoms and tortured them for information on voldemort and it, they went too far and so alice and frank longbottom are now permanently insane brain yes. like they're and so Neville goes to visit them. Yes. And the moment is beautiful because you see these kids, yeah, like, interact with another kid who has just been through something. And, like, you see Harry go, I think it's better that my parents died rather than, like, 
having to grow up with them like in this yeah. state. Um, One other thing that I want to add to that is there is something, I think it's in this book, where Snape overheard Trelawney telling Dumbledore. Nope, that's in the sixth one. It's in the sixth book. Yeah. Okay. But that is still a part of this, and that very well could have also had Voldemort choose the powders. Yeah. And then the other person they see in St. Mungo's is Lockshart. Next question. There is a side plot involving Hermione with something called Spew. S-P-E-W. Okay. So, in this book in particular, we learn about owls. Oh! Yes, w, right. Uh-huh. Owls! And then there's also newts, N-E-W-T-S, and then we have spew, S-P-E-W. What is spew? Special powers that are exceptionally wonderful. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Because, like, these are, like, standardized tests. It's a little bit of a trick question, because okay. there's this huge house elf side plot. And some of this comes out of book four, where there's a particular character that I don't want to mention the name of yet, that basically gets fired by her owner, and she's like, they're like, send her to Hogwarts, she can like work there. No, she's a house elf. Yeah. Okay. And she is like a blithering mess, because house elves are very loyal to their masters. Okay. And of course, as we learned from Dobby, to free a house elf, you give them clothing. And so Hermione is very about the rights of the house elves. And so she starts knitting hats, and she calls it... Society for the Promotion, promotion of, of Elfish, elfish warf- well, welfare. welfare. Not Warfare. Oh, warfare. <laughs> yeah. They're going to kick the yeah. shit out she, of these people. Her body's treating all the house elves against them. Honestly, yes. that's um, what she should have been doing. Yeah. But she's basically knitting them all hats. And so at one point, Dobby shows up, because, yeah, so we see Dobby Because Dobby dies. works at Hogwarts. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, Dobby okay. works at Hogwarts. And Dobby is the one who has all the hats. It's like, hey, thanks for all the clothes. Yeah, because all of the house elves are kind of, like, offended that Hermione is just trying to free free them. them Because she's, her heart's in the right place, but she's just going about it the wrong way. She's not reading the room. So that was cut from the movie. The other thing that was cut from the movie is that Hermione and Ron are prefects. Oh, yeah, duh. What is that? They are, like, the head people in their class, and they get to be, like... They're, like, RAs. Yeah. They're yes. like the one, is he, is it Percy? Percy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. When Ron gets his fucking prefix badge in the book, this is one of my like Mrs. Weasley needs to like maybe shut her mouth sometimes. Ron gets his prefix badge. She hugs him and she goes, oh, Ron, that's wonderful. That's everyone in the family. And the twins are like, the fuck? <laughs> Remind me again what the twins' names are. Fred, Fred and, and George. George. Love Fred and George. Yes. Because they fuck shit up with Umbridge and then they're like, oh, they're going to go they're They know they're going to get expelled for what they're about to do. And they're like, maybe our what we should do is not in our academic yeah. pursuits. And then they basically like destroy the owl test. <laughs> and like Umbridge is like, singed and everything. It was, like, fantastic. Not singed enough. No, yes. clearly not. But Got don't it. worry, the Sagittarius is take care yeah. of them. Yeah! <laughs> um, oh, damn Sagittarius. Damn Sagittarius. There are other rooms at the Department of Mysteries when they go. So, like, they go in and you see the Hall of Prophecy and then uh-huh. you see the room with the stone archway. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to talk about that mirror. <laughs> yeah, the okay, mirror. stone archway. In the books... There is a door that they cannot open. What do you think they study in that room? I don't know. Uh, Magic sex spells. Whoa! <laughs> someone's close. Oh, oh shit! She was close. We don't, we don't actually know. 
Okay. We literally don't know. I remember this from the first movie. You were good at guessing things about this series, I think. Dumbledore Dumbledore and Harry have a conversation at the end of the book in which it's alluded to that they studied love in that room. But it's not actually proven anywhere. So it could be Keep in mind, this is Department of Mysteries. So these are things that are like exploring the great mysteries of the universe. So prophecies, love. The stone dais is basically the veil. Like, the veil between the living and the dead. So okay. when he goes through the mirror, he's basically going into the veil. Now, in the movie, they also fuck that up, because the Bellatrix Avada Kedavra says. Yeah. So Be- Bellatrix does not hit him with Avada Kedavra. In the book. What happens is she hits him <laughs> with a spell. It's not Avada Kedavra. Because if you get hit with Avada Kedavra, they fuck this up in so many movies, you just die. There's okay. no... Instantly. Yeah, there's no, like, oh, I've been hit, and then I die. Like, you just <laughs> die. They fuck a couple things up, because they're fighting against Lucius Malfoy, Luscious Boy Toy, as we like to call him, and Sirius goes like, good job, James! And it's like, uh, that ain't James, that's his son. We don't like it, because it makes Sirius less likable as a father figure, I think, for Harry. It's like he's stuck in the past, rather than... Yeah. Yeah. Is that in the book? No. No. No, they're just kind of fighting Wait, and stuff. And when then, is this? Right before he dies. Yeah, right, right before Bellatrix hits him with the Avada Kedavra. Yeah. And because Harry does something, he's like, nice one, James. He did? Yeah. yeah. I've never I noticed do. that. I, yeah. you, well, you yeah. probably were like, I'm turning that off because it sounds terrible. I may have <laughs> subconsciously, well, yeah. And keep like, in mind, we're looking at every detail. So that yeah. happens, and then Bellatrix from across the room, Avada Kedavra is serious, and he kind of like, oh, and like, he, like, blinks a little bit and then looks Yeah, it literally looked like he up. fell backwards and just floated up yeah. into this. And well, again, I say mirror, but it's obvious it wasn't a mirror. What happens in the book, she just hits him with a random spell, knocks him back into that, and he floats and then, oh, I see. And That's then, but not Harry what it looked like we, in No the one movie. sees him. He literally just goes through the veil, and Harry's like, where did he go? And it's horribly sad, because this is a thing that I have to tell them about. When Harry goes back to Hogwarts... He looks for nearly headless Nick and asks him yeah. about whether or not Sirius might come back as a ghost because he is so fucking heartbroken. It is one of the saddest scenes in the entire goddamn series Aww. of Harry like looking for solace and losing his godfather, and then like nearly headless Nick explaining people who would come back as a ghost and why we're not seeing these characters that Harry loses in the series come back as ghosts because it's actually a pretty like cowardly thing to do. There is also a room of time. And that's very fascinating. There's like clocks everywhere. There's like that those things. Hourglasses. Hourglasses. One in my room. Someone like one of the Death Eaters like falls into one and it breaks and his like head turns into a baby. It's like Beetlejuice fucked up because of time. That would have been fascinating to see because like we already know about the Time Turner from which is something in movie three Um, now, which is about like traveling time. So I really love that movie. Oh my god, me too, girl. That's my favorite one. The third movie is very good. I love the third one. Okay, because in the third one we also kind of take a step back from Voldemort a little bit. Like he's not the forefront. Also, I'm looping around. It was clearly like to what did you like? Oh, I love when they're all getting ready to go in the carriages. And Neville has that cactus. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this this is the type of like details I like. Because you guys pick up on things. The Mimbalist Mimbletonia. Like I love it. He's just sitting there with that cactus. 
Uh, is that his like magic thing? Like how people have like owls? No, he has or... Trevor the toad too. So he's got a magic oh, he cat. Has that toad? Yeah. yeah. I love that though. That that's his pet. I like that idea. Everybody else has like a living thing, and yeah. he's got a magic he's cat. cat. Yeah. Movie um, six. Movie oh, God. six. I have a lot of confusion regarding movie six. That's okay. I love it. And I don't know if it's because like sometimes like my mind wanders and I do other things while it's on. Because I, I just don't that. love it. And I love the guy as an actor. Oh but the Jim per- Robin. Oh yeah. Oh, love Jim I love him, but He's I like hey I don't like his character in this. Ooh, we do. Isn't he the dark arts oh. in no. He's the so, potions master. Oh, potions. Oh, yeah. you mean Captain yeah. Couch? Captain Couch. Oh, is that his the name? Fuck? He's a chair? Yeah, because he come into his apartment. His apartment. And they're, like, and they're like, where is he? Yeah. And then Dumbledore's like, hey, you're a couch. And okay, he, like, wait. This is a great start. himself up. We're just going to continue. Start there. Summarize yeah, it for us. So far, because I haven't seen the That's whole thing. That's the only thing, thing that Yeah, no, no. So I may, I think I made it to the point where Ron is involved with a girl named Lavender. Purple girlfriend. Oh, yeah. God. Purple girlfriend. Her name's Purple girlfriend. Perf- okay, purple girlfriend. <laughs> and and you see that Hermione. <laughs> which is what my best works, honestly. Yeah, and then you see that Hermione is like into Ron, which totally makes sense because again, when you skip all these movies. Ron is suddenly hot. And you're well, like, what happened to Ron? There are moments in this movie, too, where I think Ron is, like, even his behavior is kind of cute. Yeah. So. He's he's a cute... They're all cute kids. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I like the part where Harry is flirting with that waitress. That oh really God. cute waitress. And then well, Dumbledore well, like, You can tell me about that Tulsa Harry Potter. And because I think Ginny is such a wet noodle. At least well, in the movies. She's yeah, a total wet noodle. When she comes to dinner in a sequined dress... She sits down at that dinner at Couch's house in a sequence. Listen, I don't know. In Poor. a sequin dress. I did not notice what they were wearing, but I like that you were like, that bitch went to Forever 21. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Well, come to we'll talk to her about She was this. out on a date with that one guy. Yeah, and they were fighting yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, and that's oh. the theme. But he's also, like, he's well. the hottest kid in school. So. But also, she, like, came in time for that amazing looking fucking ice cream, yeah. which I'm like, I don't even and need the it's meal. It's a ton of ice cream, it's right? Yeah, they all, that they all have ice cream. Like, enough for, like, five people well, in their bowl. Hold on, yeah. wait. We're already, like, oh, no, I love it. into just, hormones and ice cream. Just I, once I, before I right. die, I want to have a meal in that Hogwarts castle where they just fucking have everything on that day. Are you kidding me just once? I'm going to go and I'm going to leave you. I don't care how dangerous it is. But Hogwarts isn't safe. L- let's back up because both of those things happen at the beginning. The Lord Cox blocks in. And then. Yes, right, he's right, a, right. He's actually getting ready to like go on a date with this girl. Or yeah, something. she's supposed to meet him after she gets off her And he show. shows up and he says, Boy, you know, you've been acting kind of reckless lately or whatever. <laughs> and then he takes Harry to this place. And it's like a whirlwind place, and, and he's like, oh my god, that's terrible. He's like, you did well, because usually when people go through that the first time, they throw up. And he's like, I can't imagine why. Also, like, like, can we just go back for a second to five? And Dumbledore was a total dick to Harry the entire movie Yeah, five. he kind of was. And now he ruins his chances with this really cute waitress. <laughs> you guys did it. Dumbledore, you you're an asshole. Here's the, the other thing that I remember about the sixth movie. So in the sixth beginning is these three black streaks that are people. 
that are flying all over the city oh, yeah. and they destroy oh, the bridge. Is that when Bill Nye is the Minister of Magic? Bill, Bill, Nye, Nye, Bill Nye is the Minister Time of Magic. Out. Bill Nye is actually... Nye. You know, actor. if you really love Christmas, come on out <laughs> What? I don't know about that. Well, you love actually. Correct, <laughs> you are correct, though. You are correct. We call him Bill Nye the Science Guy. He is the Minister of Magic. We don't see him until the seventh book. But yeah, Fudge Packer quits. And then everybody beats him to death. That's canon. <laughs> I, I hate that, that guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that so, guy. so the three black smokes. Death Eaters. Yeah, is that what that right? Yeah. 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 Death Eaters. Death Eaters. Okay, I just have to tell you as a sidebar, which I'm sure none of you will get, but this is where my heart went. I'm an 80s kid, and they, Superman 2, there were the three, <gasps> yeah. the three villains yeah. that flew all over the place and destroyed everything. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like Superman. Yeah, because London Bridge you. fell down. Yeah, like totally. The like, Millennium Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, the Millennium Bridge it's falls not down. The bridge. We're gonna walk across yeah. that next it's year. It's a bridge. Fantastic. Oh, no, we're not. It got destroyed by Death Eaters, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I wanna go to London. So like, that's, that shit. that's one place that I really want to go before I die. Okay, <laughs> other than black smoke people and So the black boy, smoke people okay. They're, they're heading back to Hogwarts, aren't they? Harry, for whatever reason, I can't remember why he starts to believe this, but he, and he, it's true that Voldemort has brought Malfoy in on the dark magic. Yeah. That's at the beginning of the movie, too, That right? is at the beginning, With because the that's... Vanishing Cabinet? Is the Vanishing Cabinet is later in the movie. But they do go to Borgian Burks. Yeah. Yes. But oh, they yeah. use, yes, they do. The but they use the, the invisibility cloak to try to sneak up on Malfoy. Malfoy catches him and kicks his nose in. Yeah. Which Luna oh, later train. fixed. On the yeah. train. Yes, on the train. Yeah. Again, as someone who only saw the first two movies and then jumped right to five, where again he was a good guy and now six, Snape turning out to be a bad person was like, oh. Well, we'll get more into that maybe. We have to discuss the changes at the beginning. What else? Tell us the yeah. rest of They were at school. They just had gone to a dance, and Hermione was mad that Ron was went with purple girlfriend. And Harry was comforting her. I think that was the last thing I saw okay. before I came here. So This is the movie where the Horcruxes are introduced. Yes. Like the yes. whole concept of the Horcrux. Flashbacks with Tom Riddle. What's the teacher's name? Slugworth or Slugworth? Slugworth is Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the flashbacks of him asking him all those questions, and then he sends Harry in to like try to ask the questions again. Because wasn't there like a memory that was like tampered with yes. or right. something? He's memory. Right. He's, with his own memory. Yeah. Right. Captain Couch has a memory. That Dumbledore needs, right? Yeah. His title keeps changing. <laughs> but it was a false <laughs> memory. But that's the character, right? Captain yeah. Couch? Yeah. 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 The guy was a cow. Slug boy. Slughorn. Slughorn oh. is his name. Slug. Okay, fine. Ca uh, he's, I'm Captain calling him Couch. Captain Couch. Yeah. While they're in Captain Couch's apartment, <laughs> Dumbledore says, let's clean it up for him. And basically goes like this. A slight flick of the wrist for people who can't see me. And everything just yeah, you know what that itself means? up. And when still you're gay, making... you can fix everything with a flick of your wrist. And they're I, I still making folks I'm telling you, I was walking around my house doing this and nothing was happening. <laughs> can, you, can you say that louder for the people in the back? I said, and they're still making Filch clean their whole castle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking around my house going like this. Nothing's happening. It's awful. It's <laughs> because <laughs> you're not gay, Natalie. Yeah, become gay. And then it will work. I saw the one 
seen a, a girl standing there with a red coat, she's screaming or whatever. Hagrid goes to pick her oh. up, and she ends up with this necklace. That is, is that not one a, of that? That's not a horror. That's not, not Okay, I was just wondering. But it is cursed. It is cursed. <laughs> yeah. What's because her name? Katie Bell. Katie Bell. Yes. Right, right. And and you see, they bring Snape over to look at it, and he says she's lucky to be alive, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. You guys kind of touched on it. There's the vanishing cabinet and stuff. There's Draco. At the beginning, they have that unbreakable vow because Voldemort put Draco up to kill Dumbledore. Right. So, Voldemort's basically punishing Lucius Malfoy. Yes. By making his son have to. Because Dumbledore. Voldemort is a fucking horrible, horrible being. Yes. Well, let's hope so. I mean, he's he's to be. It's just I'm like I don't want to find out he's a nice guy, Terry. Right. <laughs> Actually, did you know that Hagrid was the um, evil one all along? What? Voldemort ends up being like a good guy. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, true. So don't dick around with Hagrid. That's terrible. Basically, Neville. Neville's the villain. Yeah, Neville. Yeah, Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Draco is trying all these things to kind of passively kill Dumbledore throughout the year, and one of them was that evil necklace. Another one was him uh, accidentally poisoning Ron. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, at one point, Harry's trying to get Slughorn to talk about Horcruxes. At one point, he goes back to his common room, and Ron is being very cute, and he's looking at the moon, and he's like, oh, I'm in love. Because he's in love with, oh, what the hell is her name? Vane. Yeah, Romelda Vane. So what is she though? Is she's just actually... a, she's just a random Gryffindor who like wants to you know fuck Harry. Yeah. She gives him those chocolate cauldrons filled with a love potion that Ron takes instead of Harry. Oh. And so then Ron is like, I'm in love with Romil Devane, and Harry's like, uh, no. You're in love with Purple Girlfriend. So we gotta take you to see Slughorn, because he's gonna make you an antidote, and then Slughorn lets them in, and then he cures him, and then he's like, let's toast you, because it's also your birthday. Ron, like, is poisoned. Yeah. And now, part of it too, and I love this acting from Rupert Grant, because he's so in love and stuff, and he's like snuggling up against Couch Boy, and then he takes the antidote, and you see the happiness drain out of his face, and he's like, yeah, let's give you a little pick-me-up. Uh, I have wine, and, and like, all this other stuff. these girls are gonna kill me. And of course, he chooses the mead that was poisoned by Draco. That was Slughorn going was to give to Dumbledore. Dumbledore for Christmas. Yeah, and then Harry, of course, in, like, Slughorn's there being like, what have I done? And Harry finds a bezoar and shoves it down around throat. Slughorn was plotting to poison Dumbledore? No. Draco. So Draco poisoned that wine. Slughorn oh. Because Slughorn was going to give it to Dumbledore. Gotcha, because he didn't know it was poisoned. Also, what the hell with the Ron and the trying out for the um, oh yes, this Quidditch. Is character. Quidditch. Yeah. Oh, and the douchebag that likes Hermione. Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Dick on Tarly. I mean, <laughs> his name's Dick. <laughs> no, remember when he's he plays Dick on Tarly in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Does he really? Because I remember you he said that. Rose. I was like, well, he's a Dick on something, is, but I don't know what a Tarly is. He was. He, he's really attractive, but he is really he attractive. Freddie something as his actor. He is a piece of shit. Can we just call him Dick then? Yeah. I think it was Cormac <laughs> McLaggen. Okay, his name's Dick. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Cormac. Dick's easier. Cormac. That's a seasoning. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole line of seasons. And Ron um, didn't drink the stuff, right? Or it wasn't really because uh, wasn't the, he supposed to give him like a lock? The Felix shot. Oh yes, that's him? right. Harry tricks Ron into pretending they're thinking he drank Felix. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to how did Harry get that Felix releases? Harry ends up in a potions class with Captain Couch. They need to pull out 
two textbooks. Yes. And he, he pulls out a very them. old textbook that belongs to some person named the, the Half-Blood Half Prince. Prince. And it has all these helpful things in there. So Captain Couch gives the class a task that he thinks is impossible, which is to make some sort of death potion or something. Yeah. I can't remember the specific. Trial of the Living Death. Thank you. And, and Harry does it. Because he doesn't follow the instructions in the book. He follows the notes that somebody wrote into his copy of the book. Yes. Captain Couch goes, holy shit, this is perfect. Here's your luck potion or whatever. And, and so you see Harry reading this book and using this book throughout the portion of the movie I saw. And you have Hermione getting totally annoyed with him because she's better <laughs> at potions yes. than she is. Despite the fact that she works harder than anybody. <laughs> Talking about that book, there's a point where... They decide that he needs to go hide the book. Do you remember what that is? Why does he need to hide the book? Harry does something that is written in the book, and it doesn't turn out to look so great. So they're like, we need to hide this book. Oh god, what did he do? So um, you may have seen the part in the movie, it like zooms in on the margin of the book, and it's and it says Sectum Sempra for enemies. You didn't get this part of the movie, but when he and Draco meet in the bathroom and Draco <gasps> oh, with him, right. Harry does the Sectum Sempra. Right, right. Like, he almost kills him, right? Yeah. Or he does this, kill him? No, he doesn't kill him, but Harry doesn't actually know what the fucking spell does because he's an idiot and he tries it anyway. Okay. Yeah. And so when it gashes up Draco, they're like, what the fuck have you done? We, it's time for you to hide the book. Someone goes with Harry to hide the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, and I know. Awkward yeah, as yeah, fuck, yeah. But please take it away. Go, go, Peggy, go. So it is awkward as so, fuck. And so when you said, like, Ginny is like a wet noodle in the movie, we love Bonnie. It's weird in the movie. In the books, Ginny's a fucking badass. But yes. okay. okay, Ginny goes with Harry up into that big attic in the castle okay. where like everything's in. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a mess. She's out. like, close your eyes and count to right. I don't know. If she says I don't that, know. If she tells like, him to count, so but she tells him to tend to close your eyes. Yeah. yeah. So So she hides it, and then she comes back and kisses him. There's, like, nothing romantic or anything about it. It's just... It's very awkward. It's awkward. And then after that, there's this scene where... Because I have to mention, some of the editing in this movie is awful. Ron is in the hallway with Harry, and it's like, so did you do Ginny? And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, did you hide the book? And then Slughorn is just there, and he's like, "Uh, oh, I remember a thing. And he walks away. This is why I call him Captain Count. Ron says, oh, no luck with Captain Couch. And Harry's like, luck. And that gives him the idea to do what? Doesn't he use the potion on? No, he uses it on himself. Harry takes the potion. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, he faked out Ron earlier. So it was a placebo effect when Ron won. Yeah, and then Harry gets the memory from Slughorn. Mm -hmm. And then he gives it to Dumble. And then they literally just go into he that last section of the book. it's been tampered with, right? Well, that was earlier when oh. the whole the tampered one. So this is after Harry gets the good memory. Oh. And then he takes it to Dumble, and then they go to the place. They go to the place. And where do they go on their little field trip? Oh, God. That's like where he's got to drink all that shit. And he's like, even if I ask you to kill me or whatever, make me keep drinking it or what the... That's where they get that one... Horcrux, right? Yes. Yeah. So, essentially what happens is 
they reveal the memory, tiny baby Voldemort saying, oh, what if you could split your soul into sevens? And Captain Couch is like, what the fuck would you do that? <laughs> so then they get out of the memory, and Dumbledore's like, it's worse than a few, there's more horcruxes. We've already destroyed some, like you destroyed the diary in year two. Yeah, P.S., the diary in year two was a horcrux. Yes. Okay. And the, the reason why Dumbledore has his crispy hand is because he destroyed crispy. the ring. Because he's gay, and he's like, ooh, a pretty ring. You put it on, and he's like, fuck, it was a horcrux. Oh, that! And it, and it curses him. Something that is not explained in the movie is that when he puts on that ring and it curses him and like messes up his hand, it's also like a death sentence anyway. He's not going to live another year anyway. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Although he does say to Snape like how long, and he's like a year, maybe two or something. I yeah. think he says. Yes. Yeah. He does. Yeah, they did put that in the movie. Basically, he's like horcruxes are a thing. By the way, do you want to go find a horcrux right now? Let's go. And then. And- Albus Dumbledore can evaporate out of Hogwarts, which is not something that. Oh my happens. god, yeah. Like, I thought you couldn't evaporate out of Hogwarts. Well, being me has its advantages or some shit like that. It's terrible. Well, also, like, where the fuck did they go to get that horror? Dumbledore might mention it very briefly, but you saw the flashback memory of Dumbledore meeting Tom Riddle. In the orphanage. And yes. Then, right. Tom Riddle and his fellow orphans went on a field trip to a seaside city very close to that cave. And Tom took some kids up there and just, like, tortured them. So he decides he's going to put a horcrux there because that's a special place to him. <laughs> exactly. I love that time that I Bad tortured memories. I'm going to put a piece of my soul there. Yeah. God, that guy sucks. So basically, they go in there. He, they smear blood on the wall because he needs blood sacrifice. They get the boat out. They soar over to the little island. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, feed me this margarita. Well, what the hell was it? Margarita. It's a potion that weakens you, a.k.a. margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon. Yes. <laughs> Drinks the margarita. They're like, let's peace out, guys out of here they go back to hogwarts and get killed <laughs> pretty much rip dumbledore yes yes that's when draco comes out and is like i have to do this don't you understand and dumbledore's like you're not a killer and he expel you and then snape's like i'm gonna kill him yeah and then snape kills dumbledore and then but then answers to snape that is or very so important. we think. Yes. But then Ron and Hermione and Harry decide that they're not going to go back to Hogwarts next year. Mm-hmm. They're going to go look for the remaining horcruxes. Yes. Yes. That's like field experience. Right. <laughs> A couple of things that happened in the movie weirdly before we talk about the added shit one we do not get time with the Dursleys which is actually sad because all three of them are such great actors in the book Dumbledore comes to the Dursley's house and tells them off for being shitheads to Harry and I'm like that would have been we couldn't have used that right so they just don't do that instead she cockbox she yeah. Dumbledore Dumbledore cockbox <laughs> right. then when Harry does stupid plan and goes to follow Draco because I hate that Harry does this because he's a fucking dumbass and he is stuck under his invisibility cloak. It's actually Tonks that finds him on the train. Because she is stationed in Hogsmeade, watching all the kids get off, and she notices Harry doesn't get off. So she goes on the train looking for him and does find him. Okay. Then they walk up to the castle together, and Snape is waiting there. And Snape gives her shit about stuff because he's a dick. And then he is like, oh, Harry, you just wanted to show up late to be the center of attention. He's just a fucking dick. But in the movie, it's like Flitwick being like, well, you guys are late. And then they're like, name, name, uh, you know who the fuck I I am. am. Yeah, it's very weird. So I don't like that change, but whatever. The amount of memories. The memories. There are so many memories. And like, we'll get into it in our game. And then we have to talk about 
the importance of Harry hiding the Half-Blood Prince's book. We know the Half-Blood Prince is Snape. Right. When Harry uses Sectumsempra on Draco, one, Moaning Myrtle is there. She's not in the movie. Moaning Myrtle and Draco are not BFFs because Draco goes to the bathroom to cry and Moaning Myrtle hangs out with him. She's like, I like that. Because his life is stressful because the Dark Lord is like, you have to kill Dumbledore, who is the best wizard ever. Have fun. So Draco's been having a stressful year. So Harry and Draco do their duel. Harry hits him with Sectumsempra. Snape comes because literally Moaning Myrtle like, screaming She lives Myrtle up to her name. Murder. Yeah, she becomes screaming like, She just like screams. And so Snape comes and he saves Malfoy and then literally is going to take him to the hospital and he tells Harry to wait. Harry literally waits for Snape because he's like, I don't know what the hell. Like He's clearly terrified. He did not obviously mean to hurt Draco like that. Snape comes back and he reads Harry's mind, sees that Harry is thinking of this Half-Blood Prince book. And he's like, I need all your shit. Harry runs back to his common room, takes Ron's potions book, and he's like, is this really your book? And Harry's like, yes. And inside, Ron had this like self-correcting pen that was running out. So it says this book belongs to, instead of saying Ron Weasley, it says Runil Waslib. Harry's like, that's my nickname. It's like fucking ridiculous. Anyway. The other thing, though, of course, being of reading the mind, Sectum Semper was kind of a snapey smell. A snapey smell. A snapey smell. Tara, uh, give me I don't know. Example. Grease. A <laughs> snapey smell. And he's like, I recognize what you did. That is my spell. But Harry doesn't know that yet, yeah. obviously. When Harry goes to hide the Half-Blood Prince, he just goes. Okay. And it's very important because when he goes into the room of requirement, every time the room changes based on what you need, right? He goes in and there are mountains of things, including a cabinet that he hides his book near. He puts it near the cabinet, marks it with an old wig head covered in a wig, wearing a tiara. The diadem. So yeah, so this is literally like a callback in the seventh book. It calls back to the sixth book. That Harry literally found that diadem, but used it as a way to just like remember. And it's interesting because later on in the book, we get a little bit more detail because of like all these flashbacks of like Voldemort would have created a Horcrux out of like historical artifacts and stuff. Okay. I feel like the diadem is the least alluded to. Yes, because they don't know what it is. Yes. You don't actually learn about the diadem until the seventh book at all. Interesting that it's there. The thing I hate the most. They come back. They can hear footsteps on the stairs. Harry and Dumbledore are fighting about this because Harry's trying to, like, get Dumbledore to Madame Pomfrey. And he's like, no, I need Severus. And then they hear footsteps. And Harry's still wearing his invisibility cloak because no one's supposed to know he left campus with Dumbledore. Right before Draco comes up the stairs, Dumbledore, Petrificus Totalis, this is Harry, which he freezes him. And Harry is now stuck, literally can't move, under his invisibility cloak against the wall. Draco disarms him, whatever. Everything plays out right in front of Harry. When all the fuck faces come in and they're like, you got it, Draco, you can kill him. The Snape comes face. up and then Dumbledore's like, just do it. And he's, you know how he says, please, Severus? And Snape is like holding his wand on him. Harry watches that from below in the movie. What really happened is that Harry is unable to act because he has been hit with the spell. I hate that they put Harry in the situation where one, Snape knows he's there because no one should know that he's there. Okay. Snape knows, but Snape knows that he's there in the movie. And two, Harry just stands there. There's no way Harry Potter would not be like, I'm going to try to save Dumbledore. Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. But in the book, he literally can't. He is frozen. He is frozen. They did such a 
fucking disservice well, to Harry's character all through this movie. At the very beginning of the movie, though, when they go to Slughorn's Oh, when he's house, like, what is... Oh, I'm just alone I'm just, for the ride. I just, oh, yeah, no. Harry Seriously. questions everything, and there, and he's like, "I bet you're wondering." He's like, "No, nah, I just kind of go with it." I it's such a it. terrible choice. Well, right then, when Snape killed Dumbledore, he was just going with it. But it sounds like Dumbledore actually asks Snape to kill him. Yes, so that's why this like unbreakable bow is so interesting because Snape is playing both sides, and it does not look like to anybody on the good side that. This happens, they're like, okay, well, Snape is bad. But he's not, then. More to come in movies seven and eight. So, I guess I have a question for you, because I did not realize this. Why do you hate Snape? He's an asshole. He's awful in the books. He's literally... He's just I don't Also, well, if you just watch the movies, there's really no reason to hate Snape. Except for the fact that he, like, talks to children, like, kind of inappropriately. Yeah. I'm sorry. He is the reason why the Potters are dead. Spoiler. When he goes to Voldemort to be like, hey, I heard this prophecy, but please spare Lily, does not care if Voldemort kills an infant or his former classmate. And this movie, at Christmas as well, which we'll get into probably yes. next, there's this scene where they're all sitting around and Lupin is there in Tonks. This is another thing that I have an issue with, and it's in the story. It's not the movie's fault. In book five, Harry wasn't able to say anything because of fucking Umbridge. So now things are back to normal. Harry's able to say things. He thinks that there's something wrong with Draco, and everybody is constantly like, oh, you're just imagining things. Dumbledore trusts Nate, blah, blah, blah. So this conversation is between Harry Tonks, Arthur is there, and then Lupin. Lupin says something like, you're just prejudiced with hate. Like, you just hate Snape so much. And it's like, hold on, Lupin. If we read the books, it starts with Snape. Snape, like, has a grudge against Harry in every single because way. Because it does not matter if James Potter was a dick or not. Harry is not. Harry is an innocent child. Like he's and projecting are... onto Harry. Yeah, and yeah. Harry. Yeah. And it's not just Harry. Like, if he's just treating Harry like shit, that's one thing. But he treats Neville... Hermione. Hermione, Hermione, who's literally his best student. He does, he's like, oh, well, she's a fucking mudblood and whatever. Like, he's just awful. They did the characterization kind of dirty because they didn't give you that. But if you pay attention, Alan Rickman really tries to give you a Snape that you don't like because he understands the importance of it. The dipshit author, like, actually gave him all that information, which is great. They did not give you the right information, and it's very frustrating. I'm just watching the movies. I, too, am a Snape fan. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if anybody else had been playing Snape, it probably would have been a lot easier to dislike him. I just love Alan Rickman. Back to the little conversation I mentioned at Christmas. What happens after that conversation? When they're at the borough for Christmas, Christmas what happens there? Oh, fuck, yeah! They're, like, eating those little desserts and all of a sudden fucking Bellatrix Lestrange comes in, setting everything on fire and going, I can't see her, he's black! And I literally want to jump through the screen and strangle her. Is that what we're talking about? Guess what? That does not happen in the vocal whatsoever. Nope. out of it. They just were like, you know what this movie needs? Some Bellatrix Lestrange. We need the Burrow to burn down. When Draco brings the Death Eaters into the castle at the end of the story, Bellatrix is not there. Oh. But she is in the movie. Because they're like, well, we've had this bitch money. Yeah. Yeah. She's having way too much fun playing this character. (laughs) I mean, I think she has too much fun playing every character she's ever played. Oh, yeah. Now, moving to something that they add in this movie that we kind of like. So when Harry goes to get the memory from Slughorn, Daniel Radcliffe improvised the scene he says he was drunk, where he did the like pinchers, 
that thing that he does. Oh my god. Um, well, and that entire because when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, he's drunk in this scene. Fucking Daniel Radcliffe is like skipping along. Oh, he's like having the time. He's a fucking, it's he's so a fucking genius. Good. I love him so much. Ron has the cute moment when he has the amortensia, and this is like Harry's cute moment. Oh yeah. It's so good. So when he goes down and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm just going to Hagrid's even though I'm not allowed to be there. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll go with you. And, you know, he and Slughorn go visit Hagrid and Hagrid's like, he's my giant dead spider. And Harry's just in his whatever good mood. Well, when he starts to like talk Slughorn into giving him the memories, if you remember, he's all like, we'll do it for my mother or whatever. This is exactly how it goes in the book. But in the movie, Jim Broadbent delivers the story of Francis the Fish. Remember this? Where he's I think like, so, yeah. How he had been given this fish the day that Harry's parents died. The fish had turned into a lily because Lily was his favorite student. That is also not in the book. And I think that the way he tells that story is beautiful. Yeah. You know, we don't get to have sympathetic Slytherins in the series. It gives us a sympathetic Slytherin yeah. because he fucked up, but he's not a bad guy. Can I also say, Jim Broadbent's acting during that time where he's drunk, he looks like this innocent little, like, he's like wide-eyed during that scene. Like, the acting is so different. Like, it is very noticeable. He's and such a good it's actor. Amazing. He's a great it's actor. really, really good. I wanted to ask, we have a moment for the shop that the two oldest Weasleys opened oh, up. Oh, the twins. Yes, the twins. Yes. The twins. Yes. It's so cool, isn't it? It's like Toy Store on crack. It's, it's a joke fantastic. Story, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. And I just was like, oh, look, they found their way. You I know what I mean? That. That's all. Oh, my God. In the book, I had a hard time with Mrs. Weasley. because I love the woman who plays oh, her. I love the character. So in the oh, my God. The great thing the about this book. she treats the twins as a little uh, yes. not good. Like, we love Molly Weasley. So many people love Dumbledore. But the thing about this series is that, not to give Krusty Bitch, <laughs> I can't think of a nickname for her right now. Not to give Krusty Bitch any credit, but these characters, they're flawed. And you can see that in the way that Molly sometimes prioritizes some of her children and many of the ways that Dumbledore fucks up and, like, is an asshole to Harry and stuff is kind of nice. But, but yes, teenage angst. Like, when I had written this email of, like, planning this episode, I was like, if the fifth book is about angst, the sixth book is about Hormones. Is that what you're going to get into? Yeah. Like so, lavender and so yeah, how do you guys feel about Lavender? Right. Purple Girlfriend. Purple Girlfriend. I don't dislike her because I think that she is a very humorous character. Prior to starting scene six, I was like, oh my God, Lavender Brown. This read-through completely changed how I felt about her because I found her to be so irritating. But honestly, she's just a girl with a crush. Yeah. And this yeah. actress... Oh, <laughs> she cheeses it so hard. It's and so really good. Hard. It's, it's so amazing. good. She's she, like chewing the scenery. I didn't like her because she wasn't Hermione. Well, like, I mean, well, that's, that's how I felt wrong. previously. One hundred percent. That's, that's, that's the intention. Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. nothing truly wrong with the character. Yeah. But like, the minute you realize, and of course, I kind of knew because everybody I know is a Potter fan. So you know, I've heard this kind of shit forever, but. You know, the moment you realize, oh, they're heading to put Ron and Hermione together, all you are like, you're like, purple bitch, get the fuck out of the way. Like, I feel like she's I'm, also... You're ready to make her to make an exit. <laughs> well, that's... You know? Well, 
Ron and Hermione not communicating. That has nothing to do with Lavender. Yeah, she's... Oh, agreed, but I just wanted to get there, and I was like, yeah. when is the purple bitch done? Like, when do we get rid of the purple bitch? So I feel like she's together. also kind of there to make Hermione realize how much she cares what about Ron. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the case of, well, now somebody else has it, so I want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that, like, even the moment, like, after they break up, where they're sitting at breakfast, and... Purple girlfriend is over and she's like has a knife stuck in the tube. Oh my yeah. gosh, she's just like and I'm like this so bitch is so <laughs> fucking good. I like to think that scene where they're in the train car and she like breathes on the window and in my <laughs> mind she improvised that. She's <laughs> fantastic. So, Absolutely. She's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but, and also to make Ron realize how great Hermione is. Yeah. That was my thought is like how dare Purple Girlfriend come in here and steal Hermione's thing. But She's important for that. Yeah. And then when you step back, it's like, there is that scene in the movie where Hermione attacks Ron with birds. She's like sobbing because they made out or whatever. She comes in, she's like, oh, well, I guess this hallway is occupied or whatever. <laughs> and she's kind of bitchy. But I think that was a little bit of actress playing. And I'm not mad at the actress because she's just phenomenal in this. Yeah, she's great. Know. Also, like, the movie is a tough look for Hermione, even more so than the book. They just jump right into Hermione just being, like, kind of whiny and piney. In the book, she is too. But we are already annoyed with her being, like, up Harry's ass about the Half-Blood Prince book. And then being like, Draco isn't a Death Eater. We're giving her the benefit of the doubt because Hermione is smart. And so we understand why she's like, Harry, you need to, like, calm down about... Draco and like Harry don't don't use this book but when she's being really immature about Ron and kind of hypocritical it's very annoying for us. Harry has like one of these prophecies in every fucking book. We're in book six, movie six, whatever, and we're still going, oh, Harry, you're wrong. Yep. Maybe it's time yes. to listen to Harry, yep. motherfucker. <laughs> and that's like, the thing, is that the whole time you're the like... He's the chosen one for a reason. Like, yeah. what the hell? No one wants know? to listen to him. That's one of the things the whole time we're reading the sixth book. We're like, oh my God, just... At this yeah. point, you're still him. not listening to him. Yeah. He's been right about everything. And let me you tell know? you, what irritates me further is so much people faster. in the fan but like step back and look at what he's dealing with guys like, yeah give harry some credits so the fifth book they are like harry's just an angsty teenage look at what he's fucking going through he could just turn into like a dark wizard and just start murdering <laughs> people like he didn't do that so calm down the last time you were here, we played this game too. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a character uh -huh. and you can tell us who you think they are okay. based off of their name. Yes. You can make up something fucking insane. You can just be like, I don't know, it's yep. Ron's aunt. Like, whatever, okay. you know. Yeah. And we're so, starting with characters in the fifth This book. is the fifth, fifth one. Book. Got it. Characters. So these people were not in the fifth movie. Okay. Is she in the movie? Who? Winky? She's not. Why is she on this list? Because she's not in the movie. Is she in the book, though? Yes. Spew. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. she's not important in that. So I just gave it away. Winky is a house elf. You know, I was just going to say wanna, a house elf? Um, guess whose house elf she was. <laughs> this going to be a hard one. I don't know. She's Umbridge's house elf. I mean, <laughs> she probably would go happily to Umbridge, honestly. Yeah. She's a little psycho. Let me think. Was she the Weasleys? No. The character was in the fourth movie. And they died in the fourth movie. Cedric? No, it was Barty Crouch. Oh. The guy who was running the tournament who was like all nervous and stuff. Is he the guy that's like... Imagine Peggy flicking her tongue like Barty Crouch Jr. So that's, that's, the, the, son. Son. that's the son. That's the son, yes. 
Yes. So, so he, Winky was their house. Oh, okay. She plays such a fucking huge part in the fourth book. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. But because of Spew, she's at Hogwarts. She was the one that I was talking about. Who, this elf who's just always crying and stuff. Oh. Is Dillis Derwent. Sounds like an attorney for wizards. It's like, oh, there was a wizard incident. We better call Dillis Duff whatever. I was going to say, it sounds like another, like, one of those, like, gossip columnists. Ooh, that's another good guess. So, as we mentioned, in book five, they go to St. Mungo's. And there is a portrait of her on the wall because Dillis Derwent, she was, like, one of these great healers. She's also one of the greatest headmistresses of Hogwarts. Oh, and the way that she is described in the book, she just comes off as this lovely person, and Phyllis Derwin is someone we fought over a bit yes. when we were reading the fifth book. So the next one is, who is Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank? During the first half of this book, there is a character missing, and this person has to do with that character. Oh, well, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> so she's got something to do with So it's a character Hagrid. missing that you know. Yes. Yes. Is it Hagrid's sister? <laughs> Yes, Hagrid's last name is Grubbly Plank. Hagrid Grubbly Plank. No, his last name is Hagrid. It's I... like Obama. It's <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Madonna. Madonna. So, so uh, Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank, she is the substitute creature, uh, care of magical creatures professor. <laughs> she is the substitute creature. Yeah. <laughs> and the substitute creature. Yeah, well, we the other love set. her. Um, Harry, Harry and the others, they have to warm up to her a little bit because they want Hagrid there, even though Hagrid is not a great teacher. But our favorite thing about her is that when Umbridge is trying to monitor her class, she's trying to ask all these questions about like where Hagrid is, and she's like, I don't fucking know, I'm just here to teach. Like she's just not giving Umbridge what yeah. she wants. And, and she's it's just so great. Right. She's great. Yeah, and she's another one who previous to this series, I was like, ugh, grubbly playing, because we love Hagrid. And then I was like, this bitch knows what she's doing. Next, who is Marietta Edgecombe? Marietta Edgecombe? Yes. That's her name, yes. Is she a hairdresser? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys oh, are. This is still fine. Yes. Yeah. Does she have anything to do with the trial in the Ministry of Magic? No, but that's another good thought. That is a good guess. Yeah. So explain who Marietta Edgecombe is. So Marietta Edgecombe is this friend of Cho Chang. Oh. And during when they're forming Dumbledore's army, she's there and she's always kind of there with Cho and stuff. And in the movie, they like do Cho dirty because basically. P.S. Cho was right. not the tattletale. Yes. Yeah, that's what Steve said. Marietta too. was. There's a lot of fun things with Dumbledore's army too, like that they don't mention in the movie. Like Hermione bewitched these coins to like spin when it's time to meet and things like that. So everyone who has a coin would spin. One of the other things is that she set up this thing of like if anybody snitches us out, it's going to read what was it? It says snitch on their face. Is in it like, snitch? Yeah, it's snitch. It is snitch. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I'm so just, she has everyone sign their. Snitch you know, on the mind because of the name of her project. Yeah, so she makes everyone sign that they you know that they were there. Well, she bewitches the parchment. So if you signed and then you snitch, like we're gonna know it was you. Okay. Yeah. So it shows up on her face. There's that scene where they go to see Dumbledore. Marietta Edgecombe is there, and Umbridge is being a fucking bitch, and that's when Dumbledore's like, I'm out of here. Come, bird, and claps. Yeah, and it's away. really fucking cool. What actually happens is that he literally stuns everyone in the room except for Harry and Marietta and McGonagall, who was in that scene in the book. 
he's like, I gotta go, and he like gives Harry all this like instruction or whatever. What makes him literally lose his shit is when Umbridge is like shaking Marietta to try to get mm. more information on her. Yeah. She's in literal shock, this child, after this has happened to her and also all this crazy shit. In the movie, they're just like, mm, we're just gonna make Cho a bad dude. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Which um, sucks, because Cho's story is a little bit like tragic. So. Who is Griselda Marchbanks? She sounds like she should be friends with Romelda Vane. <laughs> <laughs> Romelda and Griselda. Natalie? Sounds like the marching band leader. <laughs> Yes, Hogwarts is marching. <laughs> they should. They everyone come out on the Quidditch pitch at halftime. Yes, everyone does. But again, I don't know the books at all. Oh, I'm going to give nonsensical answers. That's what we're looking for. Okay, good. So, so they do the OWLs. In the movie, they just have the fucking regular professors like oversee them. Uh-huh. It's actually that they bring in proctors from like the ministry or whatever. She is one of them. Yes. And she do not like Pinko. Oh, no, not at all. Oh! Like Actually, there's technically another one on this list who's the same. I'm just going to mention yeah. it. Yeah. Professor Topti. Professor Topti. And I love his name because it sounds so like, sweet and stuff. Yeah. I was say, we love like Professor Topti. He's very, very sweet to Harry. Yeah, and stuff. yeah he gives Harry bonus points. Yeah. But basically the two of them were like, we missed Dumbledore. Like, bring him back. They were like, fuck her. And the last one for book five. Now, you got, we actually both met do. this character before. Yeah, we meet this character in actually the first movie, and that is Ferenz. Who is Ferenz, if you recall, and what does he make a return to Hogwarts? For? I know. Go pick go, 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 go. He's like the centaur that tells the... The what? The Sagittarian. <laughs> Sagittarius. <laughs> that in the first movie he tells Harry about if you drink the unicorn blood you're gonna have a half-life yes and right. then he comes back to save them from fucking umbrage and they good guess drag her off quite correct there's another little thing that he does too but but she's like you're right, on top of like, it okay. yeah any ideas? Like, Not a clue. Okay. No. So after dear lovely Quentin Professor Trelawney gets sacked. gets sacked, Dumbledore hires friends to come in and teach divination. Oh. Which, by the way, does not make the Sagittarius is happy. No. They're like, no, you can't do that. But he does it anyway. No. But he does drag Umbridge off at the end too, right? He's one he's of them. One he's of probably them. one of them in the yeah. movie. Yeah. In the book, he's not. Yeah. They very clearly are like. Well, we don't want to deal with you humans, and you've taken friends from us, or whatever. Yeah. But in the movie, because they never clarify any of that shit, yeah, he's totally one of them. Yeah. And then the following year, there's just two divination professors, because friends can't go back to the herd; they'll kill him. And Trelawney's back, so they just have two divination professors. Okay, so the sixth sixth movie. Who are Marvolo, Morphin, and Rope Gaunt? Gaunt. Gaunt. Well, Marvolo has something to do with Tom Riddle, because it's his middle name. That's his middle name. Yeah. His Tom Riddle's middle name is Marvolo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they siblings? Not siblings, but you are, like, right Distant there. cousins? Yeah. Who do you think Marope and Morphin are? Morphin also sounds like something I've heard before. From Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, me too. <laughs> Are they pets of some sort? Ooh, maybe. No. 
Morope and Morphin. But yeah. I like that idea because I named all of my animals <laughs> bee names. <laughs> well, do you have any guesses or just, you know, wrong answers? I'm your wrong answer. Person. I love it. I if love it. If you answer. want, like, maybe a good try, you need to try with Peggy. <laughs> no, no, we want wrong answers too. Mor- yeah. Morphin, Morphin, and what was the other one? Morope. Okay, so honestly, you want to know the first image that popped into my head? Yes. Pain and Panic from the Hercules movies. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> These are like his minions. They're reporting to duty. Yes, they're all, you're we- the they're all wearing Harry Potter gear, Whoa, though, and it's hang really. On. We need silence so the Peggy can do that again. <laughs> yes, you're lugubrious, Miss. Yes. Very well done. Oh, my God. Very well done. What other voices can you do? I'm sure you can do a lot. I'm sure you. You know what? I can do Elmo. Oh, wow, that's frightening. That and was... I can also do Cookie Monster. <laughs> I like that one. That was terrifying. Yeah, that kind of scary. Now I want to know who these people are. Yeah, you gotta so, tell me. We'll start yeah. with Marvolo Gaunt is Voldy's grandpa, and Morphin and Marope are his children, and Marope is Voldy's mommy. Oh. oh we say it sounds so sweet. I know. Marope doesn't have eyelids. <laughs> she is described as not very attractive. Morphin is just a horrible yeah no guy. eyelids sounds pretty bad yeah. <laughs> morphin is like tasmanian double he's like bah, 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 bah. so then you're just like this way you sleep well they also they <laughs> they yeah. also speak yeah. parcel tongue in the books when dumbledore takes harry back to a memory that involved the guants he can understand everything that's being said because he speaks parcel tongue mm-hmm. but they're all speaking in parcel tongue and then the guy whose memory dumbledore has extracted is he's this guy from the ministry Bob, Bob Ogden. Ogden. Bob Ogden. That's Bob Ogden's like, what? What? What are you saying? What are you saying? Because he doesn't speak Parseltongue, because no one does. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore just he can speak every language. One other thing about the Gaunts before we go to the next yeah. person: the locket and the ring for oh. Parsons came from them. Oh, yes. Okay. Because the Gaunts are the last remaining relatives of Salazar Slytherin, and so they have that locket, which belonged to Salazar Slytherin, mm-hmm. and. The ring is, as you learned in the seventh movie, the stone in the ring is the resurrection stone of the Deathly Hollows. And the history of the Deathly Hollows, which is not explained in the movie, is that that resurrection stone was passed through the one Peveril brother who had used the stone to bring back the woman he loved. Oh, yeah. And then she, like, didn't want to be there and whatever. That was the resurrection stone. Well, that means Voldemort was the last relative of that Peveril. Harry is the last remaining relative of the other Pepperell who had the invisibility cloak. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Invisibility oh, cloak. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty cool, but it's not at all explained in the movies. Yes. Also, Gaunt. That's a, like Gaunt. a an extremely sounds like appropriate last name. Yeah, for those people. He's awful. And he's awful to his children. He's really awful to Moreau. Yeah. They're just they're gross people. Yes. Next, who is? Hepzibah Smith. It's a great name. This is a hint for Hepzibah Smith, too. They show up in additional memories that we see. So after we see them go to the orphanage, we see this memory where they meet the wants, and then there's one with Hepzibah Smith. And on Basic Niches podcast, we call Hepzibah Smith Cupcake Bitch. And it's she owned a bakery? <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> no, no. There's like little pictures at the beginning of each chapter, and for some reason I was like, she looks like a cupcake bitch. Okay. I guessed a woman who owned a bakery. That's the best I got. Uh, do you have any guess, Peggy? When I was mentioning how, like, they're mentioning all these horcruxes and stuff, they do mention the Hufflepuff cup 
and the locket in the book because Hepsen Smith is this like eccentric old rich bitch and she's like a collector of artifacts. And at one point, Voldemort, Tom Riddle, he works for Morgan and Burks, and so he's trading with this lady and stuff, and she's like- Is this Hepzibah? This is Hepzibah. Okay. And she's like hitting on him, and she's like, yeah, she's me show woman. you something special. And she opens up her legs, and the locket and the cup fall out of her foot. <laughs> no. <And> no. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. But she oh shows him. She, she shows Jesus him. Christ! She shows him the cup and the locket. So he's like, "Oh, so she got these like founder things." And like a couple days later, they're like her house elf, which is who's also on the list. But I'm just gonna it's similar. Her house elf, Hokey. Hokey. Hokey house he's elf. Poor got it. House elves though get framed for poisoning Hepzibah Smith, but it wasn't Hokey. It was Voldy. Voldy. He and he kills stole those piece. Again, these are things that they shouldn't have taken out of the movies because it's really nice to actually fucking understand yeah. what's going on. Yes. Who is Wilkie Twycross? Oh, this sounds like another household. <laughs> You're totally right. That right. is a household name, but it's not in that community. Wilkie? I feel like it's a student at school. It could also be a student at school. Because they have some really weird names. And, yeah. yeah. Lee Jordan. Wilkie. Wilkie Twycross. Shall we? Yeah. Yeah, do tell. Okay, so Wilkie Twycross comes to Hogwarts to teach them how to apparate. And he is not an effective teacher. How to operate? Apparate? What is apparate? Basically teleporting. Like teleporting. When, yes. so oh, I always wanted to learn how so to do that. So when Dumbledore like, <laughs> takes Harry's arm at the beginning of the movie and then they go to... Right, uh, they spin house. around and they're somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, that's an apparate. That's apparating. Okay, so <laughs> that's an apparating. That's, that's an apparating. Is that apparate. the same thing as when they grab onto something? That's too? a port key. That's a port key. Oh, but okay. It could be similar magic. It definitely has to be similar magic, but you have to be seventeen if you of age to be able to apparate by yourself. So when he's teaching, he tells them to remember the three Ds. And what are those three Ds? What do you think the three Ds of apparition are? Duck. <laughs> I don't know. I, duck, dial, and... I can't remember what they all are. So, they... Deliberation, destination... And dicks. Yes. And dicks. Destination, deliberation... Termination? Donuts. So, something like that. Donuts. After their first apparition class, everyone else is calling the 3Ds something else. Everyone was sick and tired of Wilkie Twycross and his 3Ds. Yeah. It's just fucking great. Because we're like, this guy sucks because he's not teaching them. The first lesson, he's like, okay, now, focus. Go. Go do what? Like, they're not taught shit. It's yeah, so fucking it's so stupid. Awful. We do not like Wilkie Twycross. No, fuck Wilkie Twycross. Next is, who is Rupert <laughs> Axebanger Brooks Stanton. Thank you. But it does sound like there would be a third. I bet he yeah. is the third, Is honestly. he one of those Death Eaters that comes through Borgen and Burks? No. That's a good guess. He's a very, very small character, oh. I will say. In stature or in part? Yes. In part. Okay. But also I mean, maybe with a name stature. like Axebanger, I think he probably has a large stature, I would assume. So he's someone, they go to say Mungo's in this book too, and he chopped off his dick with an axe, and so they call him Axebanger. No. No. <laughs> the beginning of the book where they go to Couch Boy's house, he's got that, like, display of, here's all of my favorite students, and here's... Regulus Black, and here's oh. Lily Potter, and here's Florian Fortescue. Axe Banger 
is one of them, and but I don't remember what he did. I don't know that we actually learned. We just really love the name. We, we just wanted. <laughs> yeah. it's a good name. Like, yeah, like, Axe Banger. We need to bring him up again. <laughs> Cecilia. That's it. Just That's Cecilia. Cecilia. Like Cher. <laughs> yeah, like Hagrid. Okay. Like Madonna. Yeah. Is she's yeah. up somebody's pet. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I agree with Peggy. I think it's a perfect pet name. So Cecilia. This is Cecilia, but it's like something huge and vicious. Like, this is Cecilia, our three headed dog. Fluffy. <laughs> but you know, there's more than one server out Fluffy's there. Sister is Cecilia. <laughs> Cecilia and Fluffy. Fluffy and Cecilia had cruel parents. I mean, one oh, of their right. children I forgot Cecilia about Fluffy. and one of them Fluffy. <laughs> I think she was the wife of that spider that had all those <laughs> kids. Oh my god. No, but she has a name. She has a name. I can't fucking remember what it is. What was his name? Aragog. Right. Aragog has a fucking wife's name. Alexa. Like, Cecilia. What is the name of Aragog's wife? Mosag. <laughs> I like Cecilia better. Right? Me I too. Well, I Cecilia is the muggle girl that Tom Riddle be banging. And then Marope Gaunt is like, I like that hot muggle. And then yeah. so she... Tom Riddle as in like Voldemort's father. Tom, Tom Riddle's, Riddle's daddy. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, so Cecilia is the girl that he is like dating. And then they would like, they're like riding by in Ogden's memory. You see them like ride by on the horse, and she's like, "Ew, that house is so gross." And he's like, "Don't look at it, Cecilia, because there's a snake." And there's like, "Look away!" And then you see Marope like gazing longingly yes, like, out the window, and Morphin is giving her shit because he like, "You like that muggle?" And she's like, "No." And then P.S. down the road, she gives him a love potion, and that is how Tom Riddle was conceived. Was Marope Gaunt giving Tom Riddle Senior a love potion? And then they fuck. And then they fuck. But the most important thing is the reason why Moro content likes Cecilia is because Cecilia has eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's one more. There's one more. Who is Arnold? Hey, Arnold! I see. I'm older. I was like, we're going to pump you up. Like, oh yes, my yeah. god. Because we had, we went on a Hey Arnold tangent. We did. It was great. We I did like Hey Arnold when I was younger too, but I immediately think of Schwarzenegger. Again, this is just a one name. Yes. No I thought you were going to say something, but you nope, just one name. another character. So remember when you were like, Cecilia sounds like someone's pet? Yeah. Arnold is someone's pet. <laughs> oh. oh. Is he a parrot? No. Okay. Arnold is a pygmy puff. Pygmy puff, which is a, a pet that... Puff. It's a little puffball. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if they were manufactured pets by the Weasley twins or they're yeah. just. Didn't Jenny have one on her Jenny shoulder? Yes. On her shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so that Arnold is Arnold. her pygmy puff. Okay. And you can buy them at the Weasley. Weas the yeah, Weasley store. Yeah. yeah the Weasley's Weasley. wonderful magic bullshit. Oh. Can I, <laughs> I like the name of it. It's easier to say. Can I Google this? What is it called? A pygmy, a pygmy puff. puff. Peggy wants a pygmy puff. All right. Well, she that. at least wants to see say it. Say that ten times. Yeah, first. I want to see it. Peggy wants a pygmy puff. Peggy wants a pygmy puff. Oh, Peggy. is it cute? You're right. They're so cute. Yeah. Big I thought it was cute. Oh, I want one. See? Unfortunately, you don't exist. Anything you guys would like to say about either of those movies before we wrap up this episode? I really liked the fifth movie, and I think of what I've seen of the sixth movie and, and what I've read about it, it seems very interesting. I have to say, I can't imagine it's going to be as, as good as the fifth movie. Because the fifth movie I thought was really good. I think I maybe need to go back and rewatch the sixth movie now that we've had this conversation. 
Yeah, I'm going to finish it. Like, I'm, I'm, knowing like, a, a what I know I'm like a third now. of the way through it right now. And I just, I mean, I know what happens, but now I need to, like, see it all in real time. Yeah. So, yeah. But I will add, because I don't think we really talked about what we disliked and liked about the sixth oh, movie. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, but yeah. I do want to say, the whole thing with the vanishing cabinet... It looked like that bird was dead. And yes. if that bird was dead, I'm angry about it. You're angry about it. Yeah, I'm angry about they it. They killed that bird. Yeah, that I don't Dumbledore. like that. I don't he had like that. Crispy that. Hand. He was going to die anyway, but that bird didn't have a crispy hand. That yeah, bird was a not okay. Bird. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like that. Yeah. Well, get ready, because in the seventh movie, another bird dies. So. Don't I, even. We can't That's, talk about it. It's still too soon. We just that is it. my saddest death of the whole... Ours, too. We, we just did that episode. I think, honestly, I'm more sad about that than any other death in the whole Harry Potter series. I'm assuming it's Harry's owl. Yeah. That okay. cuts me to the quick. I know. It cuts it's me to the quick. And since they already ruined it for you, the second one for me was Dobby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dobby, yeah. Dobby, yeah. We, we and then Sirius Black. I don't mind so much about Dobby. It looks like he's made out of foreskin. Like an actual real human was like my least sad of the... <laughs> oh, I'm always more upset when the animal dies. I always. I something completely inappropriate and everyone just... We just... Like, okay, moving on. You've been doing that with me for three years. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to let yeah. you say that and move yeah, on. Yeah, we'll just go on. Again, I'm, I'm happy that I'm seeing Malfoy more, if nothing else, than like... Does he get his comeuppance? Like, that's, you know. Ooh, he's a great a actor, though, also. Like, I, just, I don't have a crush on Malfoy. I dislike Malfoy to point where I want him to hang around because I want him to get the shit kicked out of him. Oh. Like, that's the satisfaction I'm looking for. <laughs> that's why when Steve was like, actually, Hermione punches him in the third or fourth movie. I was like, well, I need to find that clip. <laughs> it's, it's probably not... on YouTube. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sorry. All I need to put is punch Malfoy, and I'm sure like 50 videos come up. Honestly, I'm glad I watched the fifth one because I was like, I need to watch the rest of these. So that's like a goal. You do. Yeah, yeah. Back and I need watch to watch three the and rest four. of them. I really love three and four. Well, yeah. we've come to the end of our episode. <laughs> thank you so much for having us and inviting Absolutely. us. Absolutely. We yes. love that. Thank you. We're so happy to have you both back. Yeah, for sure. So yes, great. Yes. So great. We can't wait for more of Natalie's Harry Potter journey. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? And why did oh. it take so long to clean this up? <laughs> yeah. Why do they need a housekeeper? Who was cleaning this yeah, up? Yeah, I was just like, this is a mess. Lovely. Well, next time... Listeners, we will be covering chapter five. Six. After this one, after this chapter one, six. <laughs> we are recording chapter five next. Ding dong. Next time we will be this covering was coming chapter after six. chapter five. And chapter six is called Someone Probably Dies. <laughs> chapter six is called The Ghoul in Pajamas. Whoa. So we'll talk to you then, friends. Bye. Bye. goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!